Right on the set, goddammit. Okay. Hi, everybody. I'm Mark Dodson. Yum, yum. <laughs> You're listening to Still Talking With. On this episode of Still Talking With, we are joined by the great Argyle Goolsby, a.k.a. Steve Matthews, best known for being the lead vocalist, bassist and co-founder of horror punk band Blitz Kid. The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. But thank you all for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. You have a hankering for horror knowledge? We have such sights to show you. Do you require raging retro reviews? Do you desire discussions with devastatingly dashing dorks? The Dorkening Podcast Network has nearly 30 shows to satisfy all of your nerdy, geeky, and dorky needs. From horror reviews and celebrity interviews. Hi, I'm Adam Green, the director of the Hatchet films and the star of Allison. Hi, this is Dominic Pace, who played the bounty hunter Gecko from The Mandalorian. Hi, I'm Mike Price. I'm a writer on The Simpsons. I co-created Epis for Family. Hi, guys. This is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo. Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. As well as nostalgic trips into the past, pop culture, the latest in entertainment news, and so much more. Featuring a variety of shows and hosts that will simultaneously enrage, enlighten, and entertain you. Check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. My mom says I'm cool. Available on iTunes, Spotify, thedorkening.com, and wherever fine podcasts can be found. 
Happy Wednesday, everybody. We are on Still Token With. We have an awesome show for you scheduled today. And as always, Ben, and you got a friend? I do? Where? <laughs> oh, him? Yes, him. No, it's a cardboard cutout. See? I just like having somebody next to me, and Jeff couldn't be next to me, so. No, why, why not? Where, where's Where's Jeff? Where, where are you, Jeff? Um, I'm in the lab. In the lab. Okay. Yeah, in the lab. Right, Bill? Yeah, you got to really figure out a better way of saying that, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, Bill, what is that lab? That is the laboratory for the new zombie Ziffid film. Oh. And that big thing that's behind him is the zombie Ziffid maker for the laboratory. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, that's not the show notes, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting on a big laboratory set right it, now. It kind of looks like the engine from the Enterprise in Star Trek. Well, could be. That's probably where I got it. No, I built it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the space shuttle, because that made me I'll push a button and get rid of Jeff. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know you've always wanted to do that, but... I feel protected in here. It's a giant shoot. I'm waiting for you to stand in there and smoke. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, uh, Jeffrey, we have an awesome guest tonight. Would you like to introduce our guest? Um, sure. His name is Steve Matthews, uh, Argyle Goolsby. Did I say that correctly? That and right. you, there's another uh, something kid or something like that. What part of this Blitz don't kid. you Front man of the, the kick-ass man. Welcome <laughs> right. right. to the Oh, Argyle. We're, we're going to call him Argyle tonight. Argyle. That's All what right. he's been up on the screen. I've been called way worse. So. Well, then you must be. I just call you. I was going to say, and, and Bill is most of the time uh, responsible. Right? Right. right? He's so nice to us. I know, right? Right? It's Argyle, I'm nice. Very, to sweet guys, forget it. Oh, you're, you're, you're <laughs> nice to Argyle. Just and, and Lou. Everything on that side of the screen. Oh. <laughs> oh. Huh. Yeah, uh, pictures around. <laughs> I want to be on the good side. <laughs> Uh, okay, let me, let me, you want me to rearrange them? No, no. Okay. <laughs> so, welcome wow. to the show, Argyle. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. One of the most talented young men in, in the industry. This gentleman here? <laughs> well, it's definitely not you. Well, that's true. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. I mean, I did a little research on him. Uh, I had show notes, but unfortunately, we're in New York, and my show notes are on my desk in mass. Like I said... <laughs> Talent, but not sitting on this side of the room. <laughs> <laughs> but I am sitting on the floor, so. Well, you know. you're still taller well, than he is. <laughs> so, I'll so, introduce you to my floor manager. So, Argyle, since we're missing some show notes on the other side there, would you like to introduce uh, yourself to the people? Yeah, so um, I'm Argyle Goolsby, a.k.a. Steve Matthews. Um, I'm a musician, artist. I've uh, been doing a little bit of both since 1997, I guess, professionally. I uh, started with a band called Blitz Kid, and we toured quite extensively until about 2012. And at that point, we took a bit of a hiatus up until last year. Uh, then we took another hiatus because of COVID. We're still on hiatus. Um, but in the interim, I, um, you know, I've done all kinds of artwork. Uh, you know, graphic design, um, music composition, my, my own band, other bands, all kinds of stuff. So I just try to stay busy. And it, it sounds like, you know, touching different aspects, you're definitely a uh, very creative individual. I try to be, you know, I, I, I appreciate it. It's 
I'm always, I can't turn it off, man. You know what I mean? Like, poor Bill, I'll call him all the time with, like, ideas or, like, hey, can we do this? Can we do that? What do you think about this? And, you know, it's uh, it's just something, man. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I love to do, I love to create, I love to write, and, um, you know, right. sometimes it, it and works out. <laughs> and he's real busy because he's doing the, the track for the new series and all the right. sound. Right, right. He's doing all the music for the Zombie Ziffit series. Right. So, he's, right. so not only is he crushing it in the music scene, he's doing, uh, like you said, music composition for scores for uh, series and some Series. Series. Hey, listen. What you drinking? I don't know what he's drinking. No, what are you drinking? Oh, I'm, uh, I'm drinking that, this, this stuff over here. Well, I'm let's drinking. get let's get back to the talent. That's please. what I'm drinking. <laughs> um, he's also been helping a lot with Cortland at the Witch's at Dungeon, the Witch's Dungeon. Uh, and he's been down here shooting. He shot his uh, Halloween video here, right? And he's been working on a number of other pieces for his online stuff. I'm see, taking over you your job. We, no, see how we just no, see, this right is what just happened. You just went bang, 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 and you hit all four of what could have been extended conversations about what he was doing. Well, <laughs> I threw and it out there. Just now like you threw them all out there. Right. There goes, you know, put there goes the highlight. We hit everything. Beginning of the show. Can I teach you how to do television voice? You put the highlights at the beginning of the show, then you discuss them, so everybody can hear more about them. Oh, is that how you do it? Okay. I almost just spit my soda. That's all I'm going to say. So we're going to go right back to uh, touring. Blitz Kid. Yeah. I mean, you. I, I do recall reading that you guys toured extensively um, overseas a lot. Um, what was one of your favorite places? Uh, you know, they're all, they're all endearing in their own way. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's just like a song. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's hard to pick just one thing. Like, what's your favorite song? Every song makes you think of, you know, something different. And that's how tours have been for me. That's how cities have been and countries and a lot of places like that. But, you know, I think some of the places in Europe, I mean, we love playing in the state, but right. I think for us, uh, at the point that we went to Europe for the first time, um, it was so, I mean, for lack of a better term, foreign to us that... Uh, it was just like everything it was like a reset button do you know what I mean like we started playing in 97 right. uh, we just we were grinding it out here in the state just you know in the in the just ranshackle van going from city to city um, and we hooked up with a record label uh, from Germany actually in 2004 and that was the point where you know we started touring overseas so I mean we've been a band for quite a time before we ever actually you know hit that market um, and that was always fun for us I, I think just because um, it, it's so different in a lot of ways than, than the states you know one thing that we noticed is um you know no disrespect to the united states venues or anything like that but um the first thing that jumped out to us was just the way the venues uh treated bands you know there are some places in the states where you're just the scum of the earth you know it's like they treat you like dirt just get in get out get out of here uh but in europe like germany in particular they have a lot of uh artist apartments attached to the venues so if you're not touring on a bus or anything like that you know um you can just crash there at the venue it saves you a lot of money saves you a lot of time depending on you know what your travel situation is like um so you know things like that the hospitality's always been cool um you know and also there's some places that we went that were just i think accomplishments in themselves that we got there like russia for example uh you know we went there in 2012 and russia's not the easiest country to get into um you know at the time that we went over there uh i don't know if you guys recall this because this was i mean it's a while back but there was a band that had i guess 
gotten in trouble with the Russian authorities. They were, they were a Russian band called Pussy Riot. And, <laughs> yeah, they had, I guess, started doing some demonstrations with their band. I guess they were like, like avant-garde and they were doing a lot of, uh, I guess, subversive stuff in terms of how the government perceived what they were doing purposefully. So the promoter told us when we got there, they're like, do not say that you're in a punk rock band at all costs. Just say you're in a Bon Jovi cover band, say whatever you got to say. Don't say punk rock. Do not say the word punk rock. So we were sweating when we got there, right? Like we get off the plane and it was just this complete disorganized uh, like immigration line. It was just no rhyme or reason whatsoever. And we were there for like three hours before we figured out what we were supposed to do. And you know, people there like guards with like, you know, automatic rifles just standing everywhere, you know? So we were like, this is going to be something else, man. Let's see if we get through. And um, we did. We got through. We, we played one of the best shows as a band that I think um, we played. And that's actually on YouTube too. If you go to YouTube and look up Blitz Kids, um, I uploaded that show. It was the first show of our tour, our very last tour. Um, as a band and we played for like two hours that first night it was crazy like they wouldn't let us get off stage was, that's what you want right yeah that's yeah exactly yeah. That's, that is yeah. what you want that you want them to tear the place apart if you get off stage yeah that, that's that's, so, uh, that's Moscow that's a club called Club Relax and um, I mean it was insane the crowd was so uh, responsive and into it right you know? right and Leo where can they find out all about this uh, you can find out in the show notes up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. I figured I'd cue you in on that, seeing how last week we went almost the entire show without even mentioning <laughs> show notes at all. As you can see, it took us a while to get on stage here. <laughs> it's uh, like Spinal Tap. Yeah, I'll fast forward a little bit. Hello, Moscow. So, uh, but it was crazy, man. I mean, you know, that was like a great way to kick the tour off. And I've been back since with my own band. This was 2012. I went back in 2015 uh, with my solo act. And right. um, I, I had much shorter hair here up front <laughs> back then. But uh, it, it was great, man. Like, you know, Europe's always cool. Russia's cool. Uh, we've been in South America. You know, we went there once with Slim Jim Phantom from the Stray Cats. We toured with them, his band. Uh, we did like Curitiba, Sao Paulo. Um, it was a lot of fun, man. I mean, it, it's all, it's, that's it's, awesome. It's a vacation every day. I mean, it's, it's right. worth me wrong, but you know, it's, it's every, in our case, every day's Halloween. Cause. You know, well, they, right, right. I was going to say, you know, based on, you know, like the style of music and yeah. you're, you know, just knowing you off, off the scenes, you know, it's dark and, I love it, you know. Yeah, thanks, man. V vampiric. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of what we... We didn't really start off with the plan of being that type of band. Um, you know, when we first started playing music, we just wanted to be in band. And obviously, we wanted to be in a rock band. We had a wide array of influences. Um, our guitar player, TB, he uh, comes from a really broad, like, thrash metal background. And that's where we found a common ground amongst one, uh, one another. Uh, we're both really in thrash metal. Um, and, you know, he was into a lot of other stuff, too. Like, uh, he, he learned how to play guitar, um, you know, with, like, ACDC and stuff like that. You know, like, just right, the right. classic rock stuff. Um, and then that morphed into, um, you know, metal and then punk rock. And he was actually the first person I had met and become friends with uh, that knew how to play an instrument. And where I was at, you know, we were from a small town in, in West Virginia. And there weren't a lot of people doing that sort of thing or, like, really into the sort of thing that I was into. And you know, it was only a matter of time before we met. You know what I mean? That's how that thing goes. And um, that's where the whole idea for Blitz get started. I didn't know how to play an instrument at all. You know, he was the only one who had been playing in a band. Right. And uh, I was friends with this kid that I'd met um, at, at a camp, actually. Uh, <laughs> like, a, like a church camp, actually. Like, I used to go skateboard at this church camp all the time. And I met this kid at a Mohawk. He was the only kid that I had seen at that point in time who had a Mohawk. So, again, we hit it off, became friends. And um, 
so we started Blitz Kid that way. Uh, you know, Tracy was already in other bands, had been in other bands, and um, you know, we we wanted to do just like more of a punk rock thing, and, and that worked right. for us, me particularly, because I had no experience playing an instrument. And uh, Stu, the guy I told you with the mohawk, right. we just recruited him to play drums. He had never picked up drums in his entire life, and he was just kind of like, yeah, I'll, I'll learn to play drums. And it made sense for us to be in a punk band at that point in time, just because it was more accessible. You know, we'd have to be, we didn't have to be virtuosos. We could just, you know, rely on the energy and 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 and, and the love of what we were doing to kind of carry right. us over the shows and whatnot. And and eventually we just, I think, got better <laughs> at least enough to, you know, start understanding what it is that we were doing. And um, that's when the whole horror punk thing kind of fell in place. Originally, as I said, we were just kind of like filling it out. And we had a couple of songs that were themed uh, a little darker, but it was more tongue in cheek. It wasn't meant to be scary. It was just kind of humorous at the beginning. And I, I think it always kind of kept that element to a degree. Um, so like, like you said, you, you had never played an instrument and now you play the bass. Yeah, I play. I play primarily the bass. That's that's what I've had the most uh, hours logged on is is bass guitar. Um, I play like stand up bass too. Uh, you know, like oh, right. oh cool. That's like uh, you know, psychobilly, rockabilly type stuff. My dad's in a bluegrass band, so you know, I've I've fooled around with that type of stuff before with the bass with them. Right. Um, he plays banjo. Uh, I I've tried to play banjo. I can a little bit. There's some stuff on me on Instagram like trying to play a banjo. I can play a little bit of accordion, um, bagpipes, just a little bit of everything. Really. You know what I mean? I'm not really a, a, a virtuoso in anything, so to speak. Right. But like I, right. I, you know, I guess I'm just one of those people that if you give me an instrument, I, I can I can write something on it. At least right. what what I think is music. <laughs> so, well, you know, I mean, it's definitely music. I mean, um, and, but the reason I brought up the whole bass thing is because recently you released your own line of bass guitars. Am I yeah. right about that? Yeah, uh, I've got one right here. Actually, I'll show you. So this, I designed this guitar. I don't know if you can see it. It's uh, yes, I designed this way way back in the year 2001 um, way way back <laughs> 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 way way back yeah right okay so the story behind this bass is uh at the point that we kind of found our direction in blitzkid and we were like yeah let's do the the makeup and the and the because it was it was like kind of how kiss was you know alice cooper stuff like that we just wanted yeah. to have a show and being where we were from as i mentioned earlier it was a small town so we were young and it was just like anything that we could do to up the shock factor of what we were doing was 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 okay by us we, we welcomed it so right. of course we wanted to wear makeup and fake blood and drive around in a hearse because it just made things that much more uneasy for everyone in the town that we were, we were in <laughs> um, so you know we were working this really shitty telemarketing job the guitar player and myself and uh, we were just saving up our paychecks to record our you know, albums with. And uh, we got our tax returns back and we were like, wow, this is the first time we'd ever really had you know, money. And uh, <laughs> we found this company that was making instruments up in, in I think they were in uh, Pennsylvania at the time. So we wrote them and I designed this and uh, I'll show you the guitar too. It's uh, this guitar I had designed for our guitar player at the time. And uh, what had happened with that was we sent them the designs and they got back to us with prices. <laughs> and that was the end of that. <laughs> right. We were like, okay, well, that was nice. Thanks a lot. You know, lesson learned. It's like, yeah. Where's my diamond shaped guitar? We were like, wow, cool. Okay, well, thanks a lot. We'll, we'll take that into consideration. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then fast forward to uh, 2018. So, you know, many, many moons later, I'd forgotten all about these things that they were ever going to happen. And I was in uh, London 
and I was playing with uh, bass with the band there. And I was standing behind the merch table and the crowd after the show was lined up to meet the singer. And um, as I was standing there, I saw this pretty young kid, uh, you know, compared to everyone that was there holding um, uh, what, what's called a Devastator. And that's the bass that Jerry only from the Misfits plays. Right. And it's not a production model. He's never put it into production. Like Doyle put his guitar into production at one point, but Jerry had never put it in production. So I asked him when he passed me, I was like, where did you get that? He goes, oh, I made it. I was like, you made that? He goes, yeah. So I asked him if he wouldn't mind me looking at it, and he handed it over, and I was checking it out. And, you know, I've seen a lot of good instruments, you know, like well-made instruments that I've had my hopes up for, and then you play them, and it's just like, womp, womp, womp. It's just, right. there's a lot to it. You know, there's there's the aesthetic aspect of it, but it's got to sound good. Otherwise, it's just a prop. And, um, you know, it looked like it was good quality. <laughs> so I was just like, all right, man, you know, this is, this is good on you. He knew that I had this design uh, for this bass because uh, I guess he had talked to someone and I'd mentioned it in the past too. And he said, send me the design and the specs and I'll build one for you. I was like, okay. So I got home from the tour. He messaged me. I sent it to him and I didn't hear from him for like a year. And that was it. Fast forward in 2019, I go back to the UK, same band, um, still playing bass, literally the same venue. I'm standing there before the show and everyone's filtering into the crowd. And I see the kid and I see him walking through the crowd and I see this batwing headstock. And I knew right away, I was like, that's my bass. And the crowd parted. It was like some kind of movie, right? He comes walking up to me and it's just like, ah. <laughs> and he hands it to me and he's like, here you go, man. This is the prototype. And that's the one I just showed. Wow. And I was like, I told the guys in the band, I was like, I don't know how this is going to sound, but I'm going to try it tonight. And I plugged it up and it sounded awesome. And it was amazing. And like, I used the bass for the rest of the tour and uh, everybody loved it. I loved it. And, you know, he built it to the specs that my old bass was just for different body. Um, and we just got to talk about doing production models. And that's what we did. We put six of these out and then we've done six of the guitar. And, and sold those too and they're all handmade and, yeah uh, you can get them on our store it says that they're sold out right now but if you want one you can order one you just have to message me and where can they find the store leo Ooh, if you check the show notes up above or down below depending on where you're watching or listen to us yeah right so i'm, I'm gonna have to record that and make it just a button yeah. i push <laughs> a, a one time at band camp story i apologize it's just a lot i was trying to spare you a lot of unnecessary details no no i mean <laughs> honestly I brought it up purposely. Bill Bill wants to know when you're going to build his diamond-shaped guitar. Whenever you do um, an Argyle Goolsby and TV Monstrosity uh, puppet. Yeah. Puppets. Anything's possible. Oh, Let's go. There you wow. go. Right. That, looks now, like a that, was a, that was a great comment. That's very I good. I thought of something like that. Yeah, well, that's because you're the monstrosity. <laughs> Sounds we like a barter puppets. right there. We need some puppet yeah. avatars for there the next. There you go. Okay, yeah. we can we we can make that happen. Yeah, man, let's do it. I will bring you. I'll bring you a guitar. You can hang it up the uh, the, the shop there, and you know, can use it for uh, whatever you want. Turn okay. it to a zip. It. <laughs> it may wind up that way, or I'll hit him with it, whichever comes first. Oh, you can definitely hit me with it. That's, That's how I'm going to tune it. it. Why do you think, <laughs> why do you think I yeah. brought up the, the whole uh, bass and guitars? I saw um, a couple. Well, it was a few months back when he released that and i was like wow that fucking thing is sick well they are very pointy so if you hit someone oh, with yeah them, i'm sure there's some opening in some part of this mega studio that we can find the place for it you know that yeah. <laughs> we'll put right on the set of monster tv jeff you okay over there yeah i'm good oh all right you're, you're very yeah. quiet tonight yeah, are you inhaling like ziffit juice or something what's yeah. going on no i'm good just it's yeah it's kind of a little creepy <laughs> 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 you try not to awake yeah. anything, Jeff? Yeah, so, you know, 
talk good. I hear noises and stuff, you know. Well, you gotta remember. I mean, our guy, yeah. um, yeah, it's okay. they called a, a <laughs> Halloween special concert literally right across from you. And yeah, from the stuff that I've seen and the vibes that these guys put off, yeah, they might have left some karma over there that's just fucking with you right yeah, now. Yeah, we, we, we tend to yeah. we tend to leave stuff in our wake for sure. <laughs> Apparently, you left Kim. Could you take him back? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, before we get too much further into this i know leo you got a video queued up oh i uh, do i are you supposed to <laughs> you I, I i have a, a couple i have the uh video i have the the thing that begins with a t um Stop which, looking at my titties <laughs> <laughs> which which one would you like me to play first um why don't we play argyle's video the unforgiven okay sounds good uh argyle would you like to introduce this yeah i wish it was the unforgiven that's a great video we, we didn't unfortunately uh we didn't have the the creepy old man like in the metallica video but uh uh this is the uninvited and um... oh that's it, it, what did i say never mind oh, you, know, you got me all fucked up over here no it's okay man i just didn't want people to be like wait a minute what so this is the uninvited and uh this video we recorded this is for my solo band uh which is uh, we did this in. Did you eat a gummy winter. bun? <laughs> Two. What's that? Don't pay attention. Keep going, boy. Uh, <laughs> it's a music video of us doing crazy, creepy shit to some music that I wrote in uh, the, the 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 prairies of Salt Lake City, Utah, that we almost caught on fire. That's another story. But <laughs> okay, here we go. <clears throat>
That was pretty badass. Is it over yet? Yeah, that was badass, man. <laughs> I, um, wow. after, after we had met you at the Witch's Dungeon, you know, I, I do my research. I'm like, you know, oh, let me check these guys out and blah, blah. And um, I started going through YouTube and watching a lot of your, your older stuff. And I came across that video and I was like, oh, ooh, ooh, I like this. <laughs> Rewind, play it again. Oh, I really like this. You know, um, we'll get into more about that song later. Um, Bill was actually, we, we were having a meeting yesterday, and Bill was telling us a little story about um, when you got married and who, and who officiated your wedding. 
Yeah, so uh, Vincent Price's daughter, Victoria Price, uh, was the one who married my wife and I at the Witch's Dungeon back in 2017. So it was it was crazy, man, right? Like, we had been engaged for a while, and we were kind of looking at places at getting married. And uh, we had been going up to see Cortland for quite some time. I would met Cortland just by chance um, from having moved up to Connecticut uh, in 2015. I started going to... I found out that he was, I found out about the witches then first, and I found out that he was doing movies. So my wife and I would go up there and watch movies on a regular basis when he would do those. And we just, you know, started talking and, and struck up conversations and became friends. And, uh, it just hit us one day. We were like, why don't we just get married here? You know, like this is, we, we always enjoy going there. It's a great atmosphere. And the cool thing about the witches dungeon is, is like, it has its own atmosphere. And Bill knows this. It's like, it, no matter where it is, it's the witches dungeon. He wasn't necessarily in his own space like he is now, but um, that, that feeling of what the witch's dungeon is was there and we just really really liked that and um you know we brought it up to him and he was super cool and and and, and you know uh, all about it and it just so happened that victoria price he had been in talks with her about coming in to be the guest that year so he's like if you do this around halloween which is what we want to do anyway um he said we could probably work it out to where she could officiate it where she's a you know jp just in peace and it all fell into place from there and then that's kind of how i met bill right bill that's how you and i met i'd seen you at the dungeon a couple of times before but I think the first time that I met you, Bill, was when Victoria was there. She was, I want to say she was a guest. Or she was well, she was like yeah, she was shooting here. And then yeah. I brought her up there. Right, because you were doing, I remember you had the Skeksy sword and you guys were celebrating, I think, Cortland's 50th. 50, right. 50th anniversary. 50th anniversary. 50th, because that was the night that she was, um, you know, being a guest, I guess. Uh, right. And, and and Cortland had invited me in, Jordan and my wife and I in, and we just kind of stood there like we didn't know what to do, right? Like we didn't know anyone outside of Cortland, and we barely knew Cortland at that point. And here's Victoria Price, and you guys are cutting this giant cake with like a huge sword, and it was <laughs> all this awesome, yeah. overwhelming. Yeah, shit. sounds about right. Yeah, I was going to say, Bill doesn't do anything on a low scale. It's always going to be. It, it was cool, though. I, I remember because, like, the, you guys were celebrating with cake and the Skeksy sword came out. And I was like, well, it was funny because Cortland knew, you know, he's known Victoria, knew Vincent, too. But he didn't know she could do weddings. Mm. So when him and I were talking, I was like, well, why doesn't you want to get Victoria there? Do the wedding at the dungeon, which you want to yeah. do. And she'll marry them. And she just loved it because she wanted to know she wanted to do more of that. Well, it was great, you know, because here we are, um, you know, there's a lot of figures in the dungeon that, that are, you know, in, in memoriam or in honor of, of her father, Vincent Price. So it was right. a great feeling, you know, and she had told Cortland, uh, which was, you know, a really nice thing to hear. You know, he told us that she had said how much fun she had and that she really felt like the spirit of her father was there and she could feel him, you know, and she, she says that she always, he said that she had said the fact that he, he feels that way, but that day in particular, she was uh, um, that presence and that feeling and that's that's nice because i mean I, I have huge amounts of respect and love for you know vince price and his whole body work not just you know horror movies and things like that but like you know what he's done in terms of like art collection and culinary stuff just philanthropy and, and, and in general being all around good dude. Um, well, he's always a big supporter of the dungeon and he was part of the board and he helped Cortland out a lot. He really liked what Cortland was doing right. and that helped. Yeah. Well, I found that out yeah. as time went on, you know, like as, as you know, as years went on and, and especially <laughs> after the wedding, um, 
you know, uh, I, I found out more and more about how Vincent had helped the dungeon in, in so many ways to, in, in terms of not just supporting it, but at times really helping keep it open. Right, right, right. So is, that's like that's like a serious, serious epic score to have somebody like that officiate your wedding. I it was totally. really nice. Yeah, we were, we were yeah. totally honored to, to have her uh, be a part of it, you know. And, and it, it, you know, weddings are already you know, uh, meaningful in the sense that, you know, you're gathered there with all the important people in your life. And, you know, I had all those people there. It's a small wedding, you know. We, we didn't, it wasn't big or uh, overdone. It was just our friends, our family, all in that main room of the historical society. Right. And, um, and and Bill had uh, done all the lighting and set for it for us. And that was amazing. And that's kind of, again, how I think you and I kind of came into contact with one another. I met you at uh, 50th anniversary celebration, but I think having you work on the lighting, which you offered to do and we're still very grateful you having done for uh, to, to contribute that. Like, that's how I think you and I started talking and I, I found out that you did art work and vice versa. And I just started bugging him on a regular basis. Anytime. We do that too. Yeah. <laughs> we bug them every, every I've been trying day. to get them to lose my phone number, but you can keep mine. All right, cool. <laughs> but speaking speaking of epic scores and in, in scores in general, you recently worked on a score with Cortland, correct? Yeah, that's right. Um Nosferatu. Yeah, yeah. So Nosferatu, that was uh, that was a very big project for us. Um and, and, and I know for Cortland and, and for me particularly, because even Prior to having met Cortland, um, as I mentioned, and there's a lot of I have a lot of history and, and uh, with, with, with horror movies and, and love for it growing up with, it, especially the classic film. Um, and I was always primarily really into the silent movies. And I think the reason why that is was just because they were so hard to find and so hard to watch. And uh, at the time, you know, like when I was growing up, VCRs were kind of becoming the norm, but you still had to rent them. And you didn't really find stuff like Nosferatu or Cabinet of Dr. Caligari or Metropolis at the video rental store. Um, it wasn't until like Kmart and some places like that started, I guess, getting licenses, sell the VCR or the, the cassette tape that I actually started seeing them, and that was because I would buy them. And I would go rent a VCR and, and then watch these movies. Um, so I started collecting VHS sets of old horror movies when I was about nine, and I still have all of them. I have hundreds of them, and, and that's where all of my allowance went, you know, when I was a kid. Right. Um, that was like really the, the main impetus in me doing good in school is all right, if I get A's, then I or B's, whatever, then I can get this many, you know, horror movies movies and, and, and watch them whenever I wanted. That was like a brave new world, you know? So like horror movies actually kept me like I think in school and doing good for, for that matter. But uh, Nosferatu was one of those things that <clears throat> um, I'd see it in books all the time and I'd always see the images and, and I was like, I really need to see this movie because, you know, it, I can't think of any of those movies that actually scared me, but like it, it was a scary image. Like I think if any of them were like intriguing or, or, or like made you wonder like, well, is, is this like, actually a real monster? It was, it was Max Shrek as Nosferatu. Right. It didn't look like makeup to me. It looked like something like somebody actually caught a picture, like like, like Bigfoot on film, like this is a real vampire. <clears throat> so fast forward to the film. Um, for years, I wanted to do something with that movie in terms of scoring it. Uh, and I actually had a little note that I'd made on like a tech file on my computer years and years and years, ago, over a decade ago. And um, I just didn't really know how to approach it at that point in time in my career. You know, and I didn't really know, well, how am I going to film? There's so many variables that just made it really hard to, to begin and it all just kind of fell on my lap back in 2018 i just gotten home from tour and my wife and i went up to see some movies at the, at the historical society 
And uh, Cortland had mentioned to me, he was like, listen, um, I just want to throw this out there. I have an old print of, of Nosferatu. Like, uh, you know, there's a lot of transfers of the movie out there. You know, there's no shortage of Nosferatu transfers. But this one in particular hadn't been transformed and it had no sound. So his idea was he really wanted to be able to show it um, alongside with some of the other movies that he did on a regular basis, but make it a little more palatable for people. Since right. it, 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 with no sound, like what it's you just if you're not really tuned into that sort of stuff, then you're just sitting there forever. You're gonna fall asleep. Right. So that was the idea. He was like, "Would you want to write some music to this? We can do the transfer here from 16 millimeter to digital." So I mean, that was the key. Um, it was almost full circle, and I was like, "Absolutely, you know." So let's let's do it. So I went home and immediately got to work on it. Uh, started writing. I just I shut my phone off. I, I I didn't do anything. It was I literally locked myself away in this room for um, a couple of weeks, really, until I got it wrote, written. Um, and I didn't. And I, that was I look at it now, and it, it freaks me out a little bit. Like um, the whole process and i'm glad i didn't think of it too much time i probably wouldn't have done like yeah. looking back on it now you know there's a lot of things that i like i should have considered that i didn't and i and, and worked out anyway and what i mean by that is like number one how the hell am i going to write a score i've never done it before right. all i've ever really done was play three or four chords on a bass guitar and, and and a couple of instruments but like nothing symphonic or something that like becomes the narrative of a movie you know what i mean like yeah so all i did was and i think it's just because i love the movie so much was i broke it down into songs that's the way that my brain works i was like okay well i don't want to write one you know 90 minute piece of music like a needle drop tour because you see a lot of companies do that especially with public domain films like not brought where you can anybody can put it out but it's just they find the cheapest music that free and they put it on it has nothing to do with the movie whatsoever um i was like i don't want to do that i want it my i need to compartmentalize it into to, to segment and the way that i determined that was the way the camera aperture would open onto a scene to me you know, like that's the beginning of a song and then when it was over it would close so I started writing out piece by piece what was happening and then I would look at the words and just try to go alright well what can I make out of this in music you know, what was Murnau trying to say this is how I interpret it how does that translate to music and that's kind of how the whole process went I think there's 24 awesome. aperture moments in the movie so I ended up with 24 songs Wow! and it's, it's really cool how that worked out because um, I, again it was just a chance that I, I worked on it that way but I think if I would have done it any other way it wouldn't have worked and Right. It really made it it made the movie it became exciting for me like I've always loved the movie and I've seen it a hundred times hundreds of times but when I'm writing music for it suddenly the movie is now music I'm writing you know what I mean like I'm seeing the movie in a different way now yeah, like I'm, right, I'm right. decoding this thing into song now so like it was driving me to finish it uh, and when I sat back I got to see the whole thing as separate pieces and I put them all together to see how it worked and I realized that there was a lot of like I realized more now uh, I guess genius in, in, in that movie because you see all of the changes in the movie and then you right. hear the if you if i did my job right right and and i heard, <laughs> right yeah. Yeah. you told a musical story on a on a film that had a an interesting story to begin with but you added so much to it which is what music does to any film um and that is a talent all by itself because that helps relate the mood the flow the thought and what is happening in those frames um, and and the music sets the tone and the tempo of the film. Right. Yeah, it was it was it was interesting. You know, it, it was nice in the sense that I got to revisit that movie in an entirely new way. Uh, but then it hit me. I was like, you know, I think just my 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 eagerness to do it really blinded me from the the, the enormity of what it was. Like this is like a classic movie. Like you don't even have to like horror movies to know what that image is. It's been in everything from SpongeBob to you know, like, you name it. It's, it's right. part of it. 
just um, like culture. Where where can people get a copy of that? Uh, so if you want to get the DVD itself, it's on the store. Um, in the Which DVD, is where Leo on the show notes up above, down below. Yes, <laughs> it's just ACWNN com. And um, the cool thing about the DVD is, uh, you know, it's not just we didn't stop with that. You know what I mean? It, it, we got the transfer, and the transfer we did it with the same guy who actually filmed the last music video that we watched, The Uninvited. Uh, a guy who's done most of my music videos. A uh, guy out in Utah, Adam Judd, really talented director, uh, you know, film guy. And he came out to do the transfer for us. He did all the editing. He did all the color uh, enhancing, sequencing, everything like that. Um, I designed entirely new title cards for it. Um, Try to give it like a new artistic element, something that was more related to me and how I felt about the movie. Um, I did a commentary on it. So there's like a whole full-length commentary on the entire movie as a special feature. And we did a little uh, special feature at like a making of which we document um, the studio time that I, I had booked for, you know, recording the music as well as uh, the transfer. And we have interviews on there as well with myself, with Cortland, and uh, yours truly here, Bill Diamond, who contributed some thought to the whole process. We just talked about the movie, you know, and, 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 and all the great elements of it. And we have Tom Savini on there. And one really cool aspect of it, if I could go on about it for another minute or so, is uh, we got Mark Hamill from Star Wars and you know, the Batman animated series to do an exclusive intro to the movie at the very beginning. So this has a lot of stuff on it that if you have Nosferatu, if you have this film, I mean, if I do say so myself, this is hands down probably the most feature-rich uh, thought-out version of the film out there. I mean, it was a two-year labor-intensive process of wow. laboring over detail after detail after you detail. You said two years? Yeah. Almost, well, because the wow. pandemic set us back, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, two years. I'm just thinking because... Recently, um, you came on board to do another score for somebody. Um, oh, yeah. Being us. But we don't yeah. have two years, so. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, Feels like it. And we, want, we definitely want to thank you. Um, we, we want to thank you for adding your amazing artistic My God. touch to um, our project. I you know. I'm happy. Absolutely. I, I really appreciate you guys offering it to me and, and, and giving me the chance to work on it because I, you know, the Nosferatu score was the first thing that I had done in that vein. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's kind of like, it's like Christmas morning now. It's like, it's, it's like, and now what, you know, I want to do more. I, I want to write more stuff. So this really gives a chance to, to so do that. We, we have, we have a, um, a special treat for people that are actually still watching, which is actually quite a few from what I can see. Um, we're going to release the official trailer for episode one this evening. I thought, I thought it was issues. Well, issue, well, yeah, issue one. The only issues I have is you sitting there asking if it's an issue. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we have that trailer queued up, Leo? Uh, oh, crap. Do I? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Come on, Leo. in your cup? I have faith in you. Yeah, I do, I do, I do. Okay. Uh, well, uh, Bill, would you like to introduce it since it's... Uh... Well, the great music by uh, Steve Argyle Goolsby. And uh, our team here has put this together, so hopefully you all enjoy it. Awesome. If your world was turned upside down, what would you do? are we gonna do now get high
more fun that way. Did that say coming in April? What's that? Did that say coming in April? Yeah. Awesome. Well, there's a reason why it will right, be out in April. Right. But we haven't announced that yet. Right, right Bill? Yeah, it's coming out in April. <laughs> it's coming out in just, April. I'm just checking. Well, it has to come oh, out in April. Oh, it's coming out in April. Yeah. It's all wrapped up next week. We don't have a choice but that. <laughs> it's all wrapped up next week. I, I, think, I think whoever that you guys knocked into the Hudson River off of that dock deserves the MVP award of, of the film. <laughs> like, I'll let them know that, at least one of them. The other one I don't mind knocking back into the dock. I'll let people figure out who those were. <laughs> I, like, I know that place. That's, that's a, that's, that's, I'm sure there's some scary shit out there in that water, too. So. Yeah, well, that's, my next film. that's my next film, and you're doing the, the uh, trailer for that, too. <laughs> oh, the, the that. It came from the. Hudson. Wait a minute. He told us that we had to act in that, Jeff. I'm getting a little afraid about this. In which one? Well, his next venture. Oh, yeah, yeah. This, the one out here where we have to play in the Hudson. Yeah, I won't play in the Hudson. Yeah. <laughs> in case you noticed, it would like those two people went in the Hudson, but it was actually supposed to be multiple of us that went in the Hudson. I got injured the day before, so I didn't have to go. Yeah, in. that's what he tells yeah, us. That's what yeah. he tells us. <laughs> All right. I got hurt on the film. I cannot go in the Hudson. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Right? Right? He was limping around for like two days. Two days. Out. <laughs> uh, was that the limp he had in the trailer? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's, yes. That actually was a real limp. Yeah, yep. it was a real limp. Yeah. That I'm wasn't saying, that, man. not that good. You can't you can't have limps in the zombie apocalypse. They're going to get you. you know? Right? I just have to be faster yeah. than the guy next to me as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, he's lucky I didn't get, leave him get behind. Get a, get a rollerblade on that one foot and just go. Right? Strap it to a skateboard. Yeah, the, no. the, next, the next horror movie's out in the Hudson, so I'm sure I'll throw many people in. <laughs> I want to be there for that. Oh, I you will be Hudson, but I will. I would definitely like to watch from afar. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we'll put you up on the on the train bridge. Yeah, train bridge, and boat, <laughs> whatever. You, do. you be quiet. Exactly. You said anything all night? I think no, he's frozen. Amazing. He's he's just. What did you do to I, I stuck him down to the, the laboratory, and he hasn't been right. He's kind of chained up to a bunch of electrodes. <laughs> I was like, he, I think he said like three words all night. I'll keep looking to see if Leo muted the mic. Yeah, no, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. I'm here. This is a good I'm thing. Here. So you said you hooked him up to electrodes. So like if he does something wrong, you just zap him? Yeah, I just electrify him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, those are headphones. Those are those are those are those are electrodes in his ear. Right, right, right. So, um, what what does the future hold for Argyle? Uh, hopefully, I can get back on the road and do some shows. I mean, we my band Blitzkid, um, as I mentioned earlier, you know, we were a band from '97, and then we we our last tour was in 2012, and then we did a couple of. Um, my band and our guitar player's band kind of we met cross paths along the way over the years and you know we play shows together and we go up on stage do a couple of wicked songs um so you know it was always an amicable split it was never like a you know bh1 behind the music special we just needed time to do other things <clears throat> so uh we got back together 
decided to go on tour. Um, this was in January of 2020, and uh, we got a hold of our, our, our old booking agent. We, we were talking to uh, them, those guys, and put together the tour. We were doing 35 dates across the United States, um, and we were two weeks away from leaving, and then all this shit happened. So it's just been rescheduled after rescheduled after rescheduled. Right. That's what led us to end up doing the show that we did um, on Halloween, the All Hallows string thing that we filmed there at Bill's set, um, because we wanted to do something for everyone. You know, we had a lot of people, we hadn't played, you know, as a band in nearly a decade and then our timing is impeccable right we come back and then we're like yeah about that tour it's not happening sorry so, right. um, as soon as we can get back on the road that's good I want to get back and play some shows um, new music you know I want to from from a standpoint of what I do I've got in my solo band I'm, I'm writing some new music now actually it's kind of finished I'm just doing like post-production on it and I'll hit the studio eventually whenever I know that I can go on the road and tour it and promote it I don't want to put out an album and just like not be able to do anything with it so um, and then other scores you know I want to work on more scores. You know, Cortland and I were talking about doing a couple of other ones. He's got some uh, prints of like Cabinet of Dr. Caligari and Gollum, um, stuff like that. So eventually get back into that, working on stuff for you guys. I just got to get studio set up and finished and almost there. It's kind of at a point right now where I still need to go places to do what I need to do. Um, but after the last score that I did, I realized, you know, most of it was done MIDI, like MIDI instrument wise. I, like, I can do a lot of this stuff at home. I don't really need uh, a soundproof room do a score you know or do what i'm doing for you guys so um <clears throat> that just takes a little bit of you know setup to, to do but now that i know what i'm doing and what i need it's just a process and that's it for me really you know and whatever that's else happens good. in the meantime well we appreciate all that you know what i mean i love the music i don't follow yeah. any music i'm just you know i'm just no one follows you either no <laughs> no I just want to see if he's going to say anything tonight. <laughs> yeah, I stuck him in the lab. It's yeah. like putting grandpa. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. It's like, wow, yeah. I've never seen yeah. him so docile. Yeah. yeah. Did, you, did you leave him liquor or something? It's, no, it's no. all up here. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, just, I don't get it either. Gee, Leo, did, doesn't he seem like off tonight? He does. Eerily, yeah, eerily he's, off. He's on that chair. I think he's really worried about those zippets coming out after him. I think that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm way down in this. There's nobody around, you know. This is a big oh, place. Oh, they're yeah. around. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's creepy. This thing's covered with sheets over there. Hey, Argyle, <laughs> I, how did that piece that we shot work for you for the stuff that you're doing online, right? Yeah, it's it's going to work out okay. I haven't announced it yet um, as to what it is or when. Oh, good. Then I won't ask you anymore. <laughs> it's a project right now, but... Um... <laughs> I, I got it. I got it to my buddy Adam, whom I was speaking of earlier. The guy who did our videos, did the editing for Nosferatu, did the editing for the Blitzkid show that we that we did there. Everything's good. It's just a matter of getting all of the the ducks in the the proverbial row, and then I can get started on that. Right, right. But as far as what we were talking about doing too, like I know you and I were talking about at some point doing the second part to that documentary. Whenever you're ready. Um, which I talked to Cortland about, and he's all about. So I'm all about. That's something I would love to do. Like just to. I don't know if that's like top secret stuff it's not something that can be talked whenever about whenever you're ready spill the beans but i you know well, you can tell everybody out there to listen in more that's right yeah, yes they gotta follow what you do the whole you know? aurora Mon the aurora uh, monsters model kit documentary uh, when i was there working on a project part two. part two yeah so when i was there working on something that isn't out yet i was working on some footage um i was kind of in a character i was doing something for this thing that uh bill had mentioned to me like look we have a part 
part two thing that we were wanting to do and we haven't done it yet but well uh, we, we have a lot of it on film already yeah so um you mentioned to me about hosting it and, uh, yeah kind of like a horror host sort of thing and that's something i've always wanted to do like i think eventually um when i can't go jumping off of drum kits anymore and uh flying to russia i i'd love to just be the the creepy old dude that hosts horror movies so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah as well i got three of them here <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, maybe that's my future. One, two, three. Two, three. No, there was one you don't see. John's oh. not here. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh. three, so. He's on the floor. Um, you you mentioned the uh, the All Hallows Eve stream. Yeah. Is that something that you, is that on DVD? Um, um, it is. I, it it is. seems like that. This seems totally planned, but they just came in. Uh, the other Good. Day. Plan it. Here we are. Nice. All nice. Hallows nice. Dream. Now, can, can people get that on the store yet? Unfortunately, look, there's Bill's. We got the Witch's Dungeon here and Bill's logo there. So here's the thing. Um, we had 250 of these and we had 250 vinyls of the audio and we sold out of all 500 units in nine minutes. Uh, I remember back. that. Yeah. So they're all gone. Like everything that we have here is spoken for. Like it, it blew us away you know like i remember that we sold all of these and i mean it's the dvd yeah. so we have that's performance here yeah um and this is the audio of the performance and um you know all the stuff here that we did the little so i mean we may do another pressing of this eventually at some point but uh at, at the time at the moment you know we need to get these out and right we ordered them and pre-ordered right. them and then work on some other stuff but it's something that we've thought about doing you know we've yeah. actually thought about doing another one you know another like part two um depending on how things kind of go this year everybody everybody i'll be calling whenever everybody. you'd like we're here <laughs> no that's so, awesome um, <laughs> but it, it is online you can listen to it the audio is on spotify so the album is on spotify on itunes um i think it's on youtube if you just you know search blitz get all hallows stream it'll it'll pop up everything that we recorded so right. that's awesome. we have it very cool i'm just looking boy look how quiet i'm looking at both of them even, yeah, even leo, leo is like you know and and you know i'm in zip, zip land over there yeah, yeah there's something i'm telling you there's something about this place <laughs> <laughs> You've been in it all for the last five days. I got to tell you, the first time I went there, you know, when we were filming for, for the All Hallows stream thing, because we were originally going to do it at Cortland's, and then he moved to the place that he's at now. Right. Um, in Plainville. And so, you know, this was, we'd already set up, you know, the production or, or started production on it. And he's like, I'm moving. And I was like, oh, shit, what are we going to do? Right. And that's when um, the original plan was for us to set up in the lobby. And, um, you know, I, I was like, make sure you let Bill know what we're doing. And then the day that Bill was setting up the, I guess, the, the the wall the entrance the entry area in, in, in the uh, lobby of the dungeon i was like hey uh real quick what about the show that we're doing here he's like what show that's what i was like uh-oh um I, we need to set up a bunch of punk rock equipment and, and drums and guitars and all kinds of nonsense in this room. And he's like, that ain't happening. Just come down to my place. And that's how we ended up there. But we, we did the beginning of the show. We did the beginning of the show. We had one drummer in the bathroom. Yeah, it would upstairs. So I, again, I really appreciate you letting us come down there to work on it because that really saved the whole thing. We were we were sweating bullets there for a minute. Like, what are we going to do now? And um, when we got there, I'd never been to the Bill studio, right? And I, I remember walking walking in it was like seeing peewee's playhouse for the first time as a kid i was just like what the hell is going on in this place it's like a giant dragon hanging from the ceiling and there's like <laughs> a forklift with coffins riding it was just it's it was like the last scene in indiana jones i was, like, I was just waiting for the ark of the covenant to come out <laughs> 
We have that here. <laughs> I believe you. I believe you wholeheartedly, man. Like, and like I said, like, I, I, I think half of that day was just spent with us wandering around, like Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. So it's fun. Now. It I got him in the prop department. He goes, "Can we use this? <laughs> could we? Could we use that?" <laughs> Right. He goes down another aisle. Could could we use this down another aisle? Could could we use this? Yes. It was literally like going to Home Depot with those big carts. <laughs> and just but like but with like when you're at Walmart and you're like, I need this, I need this. Oh, I didn't know I need cute. I need that. I need this. It was that whole thing. It was just like shopping for random creepy antiques. Oh stuff. yeah, right. Oh, we 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 did the same exact thing when we set up the first our first set here to shoot on. I walked in. I'm like, well, that's really cool. And he goes, well, yeah, we can use that. And he slides it under the set. I'm like, oh, well, can we use that? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> that? Yeah. I'm like, fucking yes. So, yeah, you're right. It, it was. It's like it's like walking into Home Depot or Walmart. It's bigger than just, Home Depot. Yeah. It's bigger than Home Depot. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. That's so, why I kept going. Yeah, actually. We're like 500 feet away from him. Yeah, he's he's way. Well, he left well, the lights on. Yeah. Him. He's in my, we're in my office. You know where that is. And he's down where you film. <laughs> so he's All by he's, myself down here in this place. Well, I didn't place. say you were by yourself. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. But we are getting close to that time. So we got any uh, last questions uh, out there, gentle boys? No questions in the comments. It's been a lot of uh, just comments about the show. Yep, a lot of highs and good stuff. Good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> poor Jeff. Poor Jeff. <laughs> we saw that. Everybody saw yeah. that. Yeah. We'll throw them yeah. in. Don't worry. Yeah. So uh, you said you're building a uh, studio in your place? Uh, yeah, just a very, you know, simple run of the mill, like uh, home recording setup. Just I have a lot of what I already need, but some of the programs I, I just need to get a little more versed on yeah. for what I need to do. Like I'm, I'm familiar with like prior in the past working with like GarageBand and Logic and stuff like that. But um, there are certain things that are relegated to like scoring and composing like certain programs um, just require a lot of just like learning. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so there's some stuff that I can't really necessarily do just yet. Um, so I, I, I go down to a studio in, in New Jersey quite a bit. Um, that's the guy that was there capturing the audio for our Blitzkid show. He came down with a mobile rig. So um, I've been working with him for years and years. So I'll travel down and work with him. And he kind of shows me what I need to do on, on stuff. And uh, I think I'm getting there. But in the meantime, I just wanted to point out, too, I should throw this out there because uh, you guys are hell from Massachusetts. Right, I mean that's where you guys are are, are from. Yeah, well, I mean, Jeff and I are Mass. Leo is actually in Connecticut. Oh, okay, cool, right on. Well, that's where I'm at. Yeah, uh, uh, what part are you at? I'm uh, over near Mystic. Where are you? Uh, I'm in New Milford, okay. around Danbury. So nice. Um, yeah. So um, the reason why I was going to bring that up is I I, I recently joined a, a tattoo shop up in Fitchburg, Massachusetts. Not the shameless plug or anything like that, but um, if you want to check out my artwork, any of that sort of stuff, um, again, you go to the website and see a lot of stuff there, but. Um, if you're anybody out there is looking for a great tattoo shop, it's called Black Hydra, and we just opened up in uh, January, and that's in Pittsburgh, Mass. And that's on my Instagram, and it's BlackHydraTattoo.com. So uh, the artists that work there, uh, a guy named Matt Gallagher, a guy named Brad Touchette, and a guy named uh, Emily Shortsleeve, they've been tattooing in that area for well over a decade. They're really, really great artists, and, and it's one of the best shops you know that I, I, I've been in prior to them opening up. You know, they were a good place. But uh, if anyone's out there looking for 
something with their uh, their Biden bucks that came in. You want to get some tattoos? That's what's <laughs> uh, the what bucks? <laughs> Biden bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the place that to go. Basement. <laughs> God. So that's my shameless tattoo shop plug. Um, I, yep. I tattooed for a while. I, I tattooed way, 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 way back in the day. I was apprenticed back, way, like way back in the day. You cracked me up. <laughs> it was back in the day for me, man. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Back in my day. Okay. So, back in your day. I had to give it up for music. They gave, they made me choose, and I chose music. And I'm to a place now where I, you know, I, I know people that understand what I do. And like, for example, Brad, the guy that works at Black Hydra, he's a musician too, so he understands. You know, it's it's easier for me to to travel and, and do right. what I need to do. But not that that matters right now. Nobody's traveling. So anyway, soon. Well, that's all I got. Nice. <laughs> Well, what a, a lot of information. I've listened to him, and it's great, especially since I didn't have to listen to either one of you two. <laughs> wow. Yeah, see? Well, Thank see, it's you, all, it's, all, it's all about our guests. <laughs> it's, it's right. It's all about, it's all about our, our guests. I was it's not going to interrupt. Yeah. Right, see? I so, appreciate you guys having me on, though, really. I, 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 I love you guys. You coming. And I, I'm super excited to be a part of it, and I can't wait to, to see Well, we have to get you on set next time. Right? Right, right. Yeah. See, you're not a Bill's Bill's a co-host, not a guest. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, you're, uh, you're going in that tube after this all over, buddy. <laughs> so before before we close out, uh, Argyle, when Leo closes out the show, you'll you'll be muted. Don't disappear. Hang out for a second till okay. we come back on, if you don't mind. No, no problem. Um, but on that, you know, Leo. Yes, sir. You know what to do. Uh, I do. I don't know. Um... <laughs> uh, push the right button this time yeah I, I i i will certainly try so i hope everybody enjoyed tonight's fine episode uh definitely head out and follow argyle we got all the information and show notes down below or up above depending on where you're watching or listening to us and uh you know follow our awesome guests for me just google leo pond you'll find a bunch of stuff could be true couldn't be not i'm not gonna say which is which uh but i run a little thing called the dorkening podcast network over 30 shows on the network Tons of stuff going on, a lot of great shows. And uh, with that, uh, Argyle, where do you like fans interacting with you? Um, generally, I'm, I'm as far as social media, I'm, I'm more active on Instagram. Um, I'm on Facebook, but usually by proxy to Instagram. Uh, I, I try to get on there as much as I can, but uh, Instagram seems to be the best place for me. So you can find me at Argyle Goolsby or at Official Blitz Kid. Um, and if you're on Facebook, just either one of those, Official Blitz Kid and Argyle Goolsby. And I also have my own account, these nice. You'll know it. You'll, you'll be able to tell. <laughs> just look for the guy with like fake blood and you know fangs and all that stuff. That's probably me. Um, <laughs> But aside from that, um, you know, email is always great to catch us, uh, catch up with me that way. That's probably the most, the quickest way that I'm able to communicate. So, and that's all on the website, acwnnprod.com. Uh, contact, all that stuff. So. Cool beans. Jeffrey. What's up? Yeah, it's been a long weekend. I apologize. Weekend. <laughs> is it a weekend? Yeah. <laughs> uh, hello, it's Wednesday. <laughs> and you know what i think there's one too many people on this podcast and i think it's you yeah 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 yeah, maybe i'm high we we, we couldn't tell jeff no no i think um i think sean i think sean over 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 uh medicated those gummy worms oh is that what it was was that what it was yeah oh well you're gonna wind up in that tube tonight (laughs) kind of figured something was up right i i kind of figured a picture of him going (laughs) 
I, I just have to say this. I, I kind of figured something was up because when the video was playing, you know, I know you guys can't see it, but I can see like all the cameras going on and I see Jeff go like this. He's like grabbing something in midair. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> Dude. Wow. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. You come into the studio when? Uh, when okay. I get my vaccination. Okay. Which, which hopefully is what the uh, end of? I'm getting my first shot April 9th. I gotta sign up still. I, I think that April 5th is the they're opening floodgates. Uh, yeah. Nope. April, There's something uh, in Connecticut for, that I'm not aware of. Uh, for, wait, wait, wait. Steve or Argyle, you've been to the studio here, right? Yeah. You you don't need you don't need to get the shot with all that. Sh- I'll shoot you. All that. I'll shoot you. We have cards. <laughs> you could definitely you could definitely right. social distance at that place. I mean, look at look at Jeff. Poor Jeff's like as distance as you can get over there he's, right now. He's, he's I'm good. Yeah. About yeah. five hundred feet away. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just uh just real quick. Yeah yeah in Connecticut um for your age group April fifth. Cool. Yeah. And um, yeah, it, when I had to sign up, took me probably about five tries. Uh, the system was a bit overloaded, but I'm actually getting mine over in Mohegan Sun. We got a laboratory here. We can fix you. <laughs> Nothing can fix me. <laughs> well, I don't know. Places don't don't you don't want to be alone down here. <laughs> Okay, uh, Jeff. Yeah, with like a light. Go- Where are you? Are you out there somewhere? Oh, Jeffrey! Oh, Jeffrey! Well, then the big heaters come on, and they sound like airplanes. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, so Jeffrey, where can people interact with you? Apparently, in the lab. <laughs> Who me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Facebook. Just find me on Facebook. Still talking, talking with the dead. <laughs> what do we stump them again? <laughs> what the hell no. did you do, him? <laughs> yeah, it was like something that came out of like a mix basket. <laughs> like a... <laughs> Did we prop him up in the lab or something? <laughs> you said you were going to go set him up in the lab. And well, all of a sudden, I went down there. He's been like, his laboratory equipment around. What you? He's just like, did you duct tape him to the chair? Or something? He probably he's like, is. Moving. It's like one of those things that are bloated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> That's the most action we got out of all night. <laughs> I just have to say, what whatever he's on now, it, I think it's better when you got him on the vodka. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. You're not taking any more of that stuff. It's going to be just whiskey. <laughs> so, yeah, you can find us on all social media websites. Still Talking, Still Talking With, Talking With The Dead. Uh, or you can head over to stilltalking.com. We can really find out everything that's going on that we're doing from the filming with some people um, <laughs> to our awesome guests like... Argyle and so many others uh, to the dorkening. What am I on? I'm on my way out the door. (laughs) Just two doors, so I'm going to one of them. Um, Hey, Steve, thanks for uh, everything you're doing for this miscellaneous group here. They're like misfit toys in the middle of a room. (laughs) 
You're very welcome. Thank you for letting me be a part of it, man. I really no, appreciate it. We're no, I appreciate it. Island of Diamonds Misfit Toys. I told and you that you earlier. are all of it. Yeah. Um, we'll get Leo here eventually. Yeah, right after oh, yeah. he gets his COVID shots, we're going to get him down. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. And we're going to duct tape him to something. <laughs> <laughs> well, And if he doesn't, we'll just put Leo in that tube there, and then nobody will bother him. Right? You could be the boy in the tube. Okay. Okay. To all our veterans and first responders, we want to thank you for doing what you do every day so people like us can come up here and do what we do every day. We'll see you next week. Stay safe. We're out of here. Bye. Peace out.